Ron DeSantis. I like the guy. He's done some great things down there in Florida with COVID. Uh, I like him. And someday, 10, 15 years, maybe he'll be president. I like him. I love Trump. I really do. Uh, look, I think this nomination is Trump's, okay? It de- he deserves it. He deserves it. And one of the things I like about him that make him different from Republicans and Democrats alike, most of those guys in the swamp, they were looking to be something in politics when they were very young, some in high school. I mean, Ron DeSantis, again, I like him, but he first ran for Congress at the age of 33. How about Obama? He got into elective politics pretty early, 34. It goes on. Bush, all of these guys, he first ran for Congress when he was 31. And Bill Clinton, everybody thought he was going to be president when he was in college, 27 years old, when he first ran for Congress. Lost, by the way. But not Trump. Trump was 69 years old when he announced for president. And he lived an entire life, a lifetime where he acquired skill, mastery in a lot of different fields, okay? And we know that, you know that. He had talent to offer all of us, as opposed to one of these politicians who just want people to like them. Sure, I'm not saying they don't have principles, but they kind of figure out what they believe in, it seems, later. When he finally declared in June of 2015, he had a solid worldview and he knew what he wanted to do for the country. Again, he had been watching America. I think it's good when somebody older with more experience as opposed to somebody who just really wants to be a member of Congress. Melania, first lady, put it this way back at the Republican convention at the White House. Remember this? My husband knows how to make a real change. From the day that I met him, he has only wanted to make this country the best it can be. For many years, I watched him grow concerned and frustrated, and I'm so proud to see the many things he has done in such a short time. America is in his heart. I can see it, and I know it's true. He was watching TV, commenting all the time on social media about the mistakes, his frustrations, what was happening in Washington, D.C., and he wanted to do something about it. He wanted to do things, to achieve things, not just be the president. That's what the swamp, they just can't tolerate that. A guy who makes promises and then follows through on them? How radical. Nobody would be tougher on ISIS than Donald Trump. Nobody. I will find within our military, I will find the General Patton, or I will find General MacArthur. I will find the right guy. I will find the guy that's going to take that military and make it really work. Nobody, nobody will be pushing us around. Turned out that the guy was him, himself. He did it. Wasn't the Secretary of Defense. Generals were fine. Some of them, not too many, actually. He did it. With the support of the military, he did it. Beat ISIS. ISIS that plagued Obama's second term, gone. Gone. He never gets credit for that, by the way. And now that President Trump is no longer president, ISIS is back. Yeah, they have made a resurgence, and the combat that we're seeing in Syria involving some American troops is intense. 
Syrian forces backed by U.S. troops uh, struggling to push back ISIS fighters who want to take over a prison and let everybody out. This is real. This is happening. Biden's president and ISIS is back. And let's talk about Biden for a second. You know, uh, there's Joe with his sign, <laughs> Joe Biden, president. Uh, that's what these Democrats have. Their name really doesn't stand for anything other than their name. Joe Biden, president, Eric Adams, guy, wants to be something. Um, with Donald Trump, that name wasn't just, didn't just represent a sign, it represented a brand, a company, an organization that did things in the real world. The swamp could never figure this out. Everybody in that, just about, not all, but most, go there to make their name, go there to make their fortune. This is how, I believe this is the voice of John Voigt back in the 2020 Republican convention. He didn't do it for money or power or fame. He had all that. It's true, he had all that. He wanted to give back. He wanted to do something for his country. Joe Biden became a U.S. Senator at 29. <laughs> what did he have to offer the country? Hmm? It was, what could the country do for him? Anyway, his family has done quite well, at least financially, so is Joe, and there he is. He's the guy, and it seems like he's losing it, big time. When he first became president, he demanded that everybody treat each other with respect and he called for it in a pretty disrespectful way. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. Treated with dignity, damn it. There's a nasty tone there. And of course, we see Joe nasty every day, telling that guy he's an SOB yesterday, doing it as he's president, before he's president, early in his career. Nasty guy, and the fake news told us he was nice. Ask the right questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? What do you say? Go back and read what I said. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting nervous, man. That is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. I want to talk about happy things, man. What the hell? What do you do all the time? When did I say I was confident? I said, I said, what I said was, let's get it straight. I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? Who said that? I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. Right at the rally. Another question you always ask. You don't understand that. You're in your own business. You can ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive away. No, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. She can ask an obnoxious question. Don't screw around with me. Let's get it straight. You didn't use a rank record? No, let me listen to me. I'm listening. Why are you asking all those question? questions? Don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? I don't want you to ask that. You're a good man. You're a good man. Thank you, guys. This is all the time we have. 
The broader he smiles, the more hate he seems to hold. Very strange. This is not normal. It's also not normal for a grown man who's working a full-time job to go out on a Tuesday afternoon in January to get an ice cream cone. And that's what Joe Biden did today. I know he likes ice cream, but isn't that like a 4th of July, Labor Day, maybe Memorial Day thing? Tuesday in January. All right, I did it. I wanted to see what it felt like. And uh, you know what? I fell behind on all my projects and deadlines, and uh, it's not for me. I won't be doing it again. Thanks anyway, Joe. Another bad idea. When we come back, have you heard about the guy who had the meltdown at the smoothie place in Connecticut? Uh, He did not handle this well uh, at all. But there's a big but here. The video is wild. Uh, We're going to talk about what this means. Cancel culture once again at work. Be right back. Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming. All I can say is is that that the fake fake news just doesn't doesn't get it, it, do (laughs) Fake news, really tough on a guy. He may deserve some of it. His name is James Iannazzo. He's 48 years old, from Connecticut, and, uh, well, he's in a lot of trouble because he had a major meltdown at a smoothie store. Uh, Got really, really upset. Now, I thought he was a total jerk until I found out the entire story. And sometimes people jump to conclusions. Anyway, he uh, ordered a smoothie. Something went wrong. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, he's very, very angry when he comes back to the store. Please don't yell at us. Yeah. Don't sit here with You have no room to yell at us. I want to speak to the f-ing person who made this drink. Is that you? No, well, it wasn't We don't know me. who made it, so. You don't know who made it? There's four of us here, so we obviously don't know. You stupid, ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I want to speak to the. Bye. Okay, you can call corporate whenever you want. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I don't care. All right, it's not exactly big news at this point. Just some unpleasant words at the smoothie store. Things get worse. Give it to me right now. What? I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. Immigrant loser. Now, that's not a nice thing to say. Some might even say, well, look, it's a bad thing to say. Immigrant, however, by itself is not a hateful term. The loser part put together. He's making some assumptions there he shouldn't be making. And he also threw a smoothie at the person. All right. Can't do that stuff. Now he he could be arrested. And he was. Anyway, wrapping this up. What? You. Get the. 
You see what he said about his son? His son went to the hospital. That's the backstory here. He came back to the smoothie store after his son had an allergic reaction to peanuts, started to suffocate, had to be brought to the hospital, may have died. He specifically said no peanut butter. And this is what happened. Now, you can't talk like that, although I do think I do feel for this guy to a certain point. Now, his boss, of course, threw in the towel immediately. We immediately investigated and have taken action. This individual is no longer employed at our firm. You know, some people do have a bad day, and uh, this cancel culture is really rough. Any opportunity, room for forgiveness, that would be nice. He's fighting for his child. Yeah, I, I don't like this. I don't like what happened. I also don't like how we treated those girls. Hey, they're tough. They're working hard. Teenage people working. I was a teenager working. I first started working when I was 14. Not to pay the rent. I was buying video games. But still, I like kids who work. I don't like cancel culture. This guy immediately lost his job. Others who got caught on tape not being at their best or maybe being just fine. That woman in San Francisco who... Uh, thought somebody was defacing property. Turned out they weren't. She lost her job in about 20 minutes after this video went viral. Somebody else saw a stranger in their building, said, excuse me, do you live here? What's the deal? She got canceled and labeled a Karen. This is bad stuff. I don't like it. We should be a bit more forgiving and not so quick to take out our phone and start documenting everything. Meanwhile, there are serious, serious real crimes happening all over the place. Like this guy, Detroit man accused of setting pregnant girlfriend on fire. And guess what? He's out on bond. I hear they set it at about $5,000. That seems uh, pretty crazy, huh? And how about this for crazy? Carjacking is back. Carjacking was like big in the 80s and 90s. Uh, then we had technology where it really wasn't worth their while to steal these cars. Well, somehow it is worth their while to steal these cars. They're stealing them by force, by gunpoint, dragging the people out all over the place. Take a look at these astonishing numbers since 2018 to now. Look at these increases from New York to Chicago, Philadelphia, 576 percent. And this afternoon, we lost another police officer, Officer Wilbert Mora, 27 years old, died, gunshot wound to the head. He was shot on Friday, along with Officer Jason Rivera, just 22 years old. He died on, on Friday night, responding to that domestic disturbance. Uh, the shooter, by the way, dead also. Uh, our elected leaders talk about this like the gun did it. It was the gun's fault. You know whose fault it was, in large part? Societies, quite frankly, our crazy liberal culture, Democrat politicians, liberal media, and all those who sanctioned the horrendous chaos and violence and anti-cop rhetoric and actions starting in 2020, even before Black Lives Matter, the overreaction and overcorrection to the George Floyd situation. So we have politicians claiming at this point they want to fix the situation and fast. I don't believe them. And unfortunately, even if I did believe them, I don't think they have the ability to do it like this guy. I was a transit officer when we began to drive down crime in the 1990s. I'm no stranger, stranger to this subject. I understand this from the inside and the outside. I know how to do this. Unfortunately, no, he doesn't. He has no clue. 
And how about that? I know how to do this. I'm going to do it myself. His police commissioner isn't there. None of his deputy mayors. He's going to do it on his own. He had a very undistinguished record as a cop, and now he's the uh, ultimate crime fighter. Well, his plan that he uh, unveiled yesterday, it's 16 pages long. It probably could be four pages if he didn't do those tricks that we all did in uh, college sometimes. You know, you play a game with a really big font. Uh, you stop uh, at the end of uh, the top of page 12, so you can jump to page 13, this kind of stuff. And as for the ideas, they are weak, they are lame, and most of them have been tried before or are actually happening right now. Let's go through it, a listening tour. Let's go on a listening tour to truly understand the challenges of past anti-crime units. Listening tour, right out of Hillary Clinton's playbook. She famously went on a listening tour of New York when she didn't live in New York and wanted to be a United States Senator. What other gems, what other wise items are in this report? Uh, A summer youth employment program. We've never, ever tried that before. How about expanding community hiring? Sounds good, but what does it mean? Business leaders creating a Crime Stoppers partnership, you know, with McGruff, the Crime dog? Uh, Let's see. Demanding accountability. Sounds good. What does it actually mean? And meet weekly with local leaders. This is pablum. This is nothing. Finally, yes, everybody would like more cops, more officers on patrol. Um, How do you make that happen? When the left, they demonize policing so much that thousands of officers in this city have retired over the past couple of years. It's going to be very hard recruiting officers in this kind of environment. So even though this is remarkably thin, the media, they were impressed. Ooh, an ambitious plan. This might actually work. No surrender. Mayor Eric Adams lays out gun violence plan. Well, let me tell you who originally broke this city. This guy, Democrat Bill de Blasio, our mayor. It is Remarkable, the low quality individuals we get for this very big job. He did so much damage. He was bad at governing, bad at politics. He'll never, fortunately, be an office holder again. But uh, when it comes to Eric Adams, our new mayor, he took all of his ideas for this big, bold plan from de Blasio. All right, now I'm going to show you Eric Adams's plan uh, un- unveiled yesterday and what de Blasio was talking about last spring. We're going to involve every community, every precinct, and our state and federal partners. This plan focuses on the three pieces that are crucial, our communities, our cops, and our courts. We will start by putting more officers on patrol in key neighborhoods throughout the city. Ensuring that our cops are in the places we need them most intensely. So this is the top 100 blocks strategy. My administration will launch an unprecedented summer youth employment, youth and youth engagement program for summer 2022. As we know that gang violence and gun crimes spike in the summer months. The summer youth anti-violence employment effort. This has been an effort to ensure that young people who are at risk uh, get opportunities for summer youth employment get steered in the right direction. Our city's five district attorneys are critical partners in public safety efforts. And we are asking them to also consider the following actions. First, we ask that they triage gun charges to expedite the process. It will serve as a crucial step towards getting guns off our streets faster. We're launching the joint force to end gun violence. This means 
all of the different elements of the justice system, a variety of city agencies working together, again, focusing on that small number of people driving violence, focusing one by one on the strategies that will stop the violence, and a particular focused effort with district attorneys uh, to ensure that serious gun cases get the attention they deserve. Gun violence is a public health crisis, and it is one that must be addressed at every level of government. We must see immediate action from Congress on guns. We need the Congress to act on the issue of guns once and for all. We all see it with our eyes. Just a bunch of words that sounded nice, that were convenient in the moment, but remarkably similar, right? Uh, Eric Adams and Bill de Blasio, what's the difference? Eric Adams is just a fresh face, better clothes, and he happens to be black, and for a lot of people, that means something. I have a hunch it didn't mean anything to those cops as they were walking down that hallway in Harlem just before they were shot. Just a hunch. When we come back, Ashley Babbitt, new and compelling video that shows she was trying to stop the riot. Be right back. So many lies have been told about Ashley Babbitt. Now, we introduced some video last night that showed that she was not engaged in violence. Um, And now we have actually remarkable pictures that showed she was trying to stop the riot, potentially. All right. Now, Ashley Babbitt, we know she was killed by Lieutenant Byrd. She was armed with nothing. She had no weapons. She should not have been shot. But a few moments before she was shot, we'd like to show you something. Hear the cops walk off. You've seen this footage by now if you've watched this show. Now you're about to see everybody start beating up on that wall. Now look at the guy with the glasses and the black t-shirt. He just kicked it in the middle there. He's about to grab a helmet and he's gonna use that to break the glass. Now stop it right there. That man with the helmet, that's Zacharias Alam, okay? Now he had already broken another window and Ashley Babbitt tried to stop him. And we have video that shows she confronted him. First, we'll go to the still pictures. Uh, She is the brown hair right in front of him or behind him. Here's one, they're talking to each other. She punches him, okay? Because he's already broken glass. You can see his eyeglasses fall off and they go to the floor. Now, this was broken down for us further by Taylor Hansen. He has the full video. Let's go ahead and hit that, please. Okay, there's Ashley Babbitt, and there's about to be a confrontation. He's already knocked out the glass. She doesn't want that to happen. Keep going. Looking right at her, and then I think a punch is about to be thrown. And his glasses go off next. Now, people are interpreting this as, and I agree with him, she was trying to stop that guy from breaking anything. And again, it's totally, totally inexcusable that those cops walked away. Ashley Babbitt's uh, husband, Aaron, will join us in just a couple of moments uh, for reaction to this. And he has some insight into what all this means, and more about Zacharias Alam, 
the man seen right there who was breaking all that glass that day. Be right back. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. Oh, yeah, Joe? He tried a stunt getting OSHA to issue that mandate uh, for everybody, everybody essentially in America to get the vaccine. OSHA doesn't have the authority. You, Joe Biden, don't have the authority. And the Supreme Court agreed. And now OSHA has quit. They've thrown in the towel thanks to patriots like Jeff Landry, Louisiana Attorney General. This is a major victory for him and uh, all the others who joined him in that lawsuit. He got the ball rolling on this. Uh, Attorney General Landry, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Well, thank you for having me. You bet. So OSHA basically has declared defeat in a way. Well, they have. I mean, actually, they didn't really declare it. The Supreme Court declared it for them. And it was because many Republican attorney generals from across the country, like myself, uh, joined together and filed these suits uh, in a standing up for liberty uh, here in America. We've got a number of other um Uh, suits that have been filed in litigation against the president and his vaccine mandates, whether it's dealing with federal contractors or federal workers, or we've got an injunction on the Head Start program. I mean, this president is unbelievable, and he's unbashingly in his quest to extinguish liberty uh, from American citizens and basically stand in between them and their doctors and their health care choices. I love how the system works. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but I just knew in my gut, OSHA, occupational safety, they can't mandate this, OSHA. And let's put a, they put a statement out. I mean, I know the Supreme Court ordered it, but they have officially kind of given up. And this is from OSHA, if you don't mind putting it on the screen, their official statement on the withdrawal uh, well, there it is. <laughs> okay. Withdrawing uh, the November 5th, 2021 Emergency Temporary Standard, or ETS, which required everybody, if you worked for an employer with 100 employees or more, to get the vaccine or get tested every single week. Uh, OSHA was not designed for that. That's one of the problems, right? This totally exceeded OSHA's authority as it was originally uh, legislated. Absolutely. Look, the federal government is not designed for that, for standing in between you and your doctor and your health care choices. I would tell you that today's a great victory, uh, but it doesn't mark an end to the war. Uh, it, would, it would not surprise me if the Biden administration continued down this quest of uh, wanting to be the boss of everyone. Uh, but I can tell you this, there are Republican attorney generals around the country that are ready to stand up uh, against him and for American people. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, I do want to play this. This is uh, Joe Biden at one point. Remember, he was not for mandates until he was. What a flip-flopper, huh? Take a look. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it to be mandatory. Like so many other things, he changed his mind or, dev- you know, just whatever felt good in the moment. Um, that's, that's really something, isn't it? Well, it's not surprising. I think it reflects the, uh, the president's poll numbers, quite frankly. 
I mean, look, this is a this is a, a gentleman who went out and said just anything he could in order to try to get elected and then did the opposite once he got elected. Right. And was seated into office. I can tell you that if you look at the statistics and the failures that Joe Biden has racked up, it is absolutely astonishing that he's been able to wreck America in a short period of time that he's been the president. Uh, but again, I think that, that this this case that we brought before the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court's actions that they took show you the breadth under which this president will go to basically restrict Americans' liberty. And again, this has never been done before. We've never seen the federal government try to intrude upon the lives of American citizens and stand between them and their doctors. And then in an effort to coerce them into a medical procedure, they basically threaten their very lives. It certainly was disappointing. You know, we didn't get the outcome we wanted in the CMS case. I think that was the wrong outcome. It was unfortunate that the court took a more political tone in that case, but we are going to be back. Jeff Landry, the attorney general of Louisiana. It's definitely Louisiana. That Cajun accent is uh, it's beautiful. How very quickly in 15 seconds. What is the history of Cajun? What is it? It's a French influence, right? What's it all about? That's correct. You know, I, I, you know, uh, it was French settlers up in Maine and Nova Scotia and Acadia were basically thrown out of their country uh, and settled in Louisiana. And here we are. People ask me about my accent, and I tell them it's the one my mom gave me. <laughs> well, it works. It totally works. And uh, we thank you very, very much. Love Louisiana. Love New Orleans. Um, Jeff Landry, to be continued, sir, the attorney general of Louisiana. And we'll be right back. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. who was shot and killed by Capitol Police Officer Michael Byrd on January 6th of 2021 on Capitol Hill with no justification, none whatsoever. Here's a picture of Ashley with her husband, Aaron. Aaron has become a good friend of this show. We are totally outraged with what happened to Ashley. And uh, we've been keeping in touch with Aaron, latest developments in the case, and there's been a significant one. First, Aaron, uh, welcome back to Newsmax. Thanks for everything. How you doing? I'm mentally exhausted, but as always, thank you to Newsmax, yourself, and your audience for staying on top of this. Of course, sir, of course. Now, this is significant. Uh, New video apparently shows Ashley Babbitt trying to stop somebody from breaking glass. Now, we're going to get to that moment first, but let's set this up. We're going to show the moment when the cops walk away, and we want to freeze it on that guy with the backpack when he starts breaking the glass. You'll see that in a moment. First, there go the cops just walking away. That's totally inexplicable. We'd like to know more about that, January 6th committee. Now, the guy kicking the glass, he's about to grab a helmet. And start pounding. There he is. Okay, stop it right there. Now, that person is Zacharias Alam. 
It is breaking the glass. First of all, tell us a little bit, if you could, Aaron, about him. I don't really know much about him. I just know he's been in jail since the end of January. Um, he's made a fool of himself in court multiple times, yelling and screaming that he wants to you know, defend himself and everything else. But if you pay close attention to that, he grabs that helmet. He was handed that helmet by that guy with the Gadsden flag hanging off, you know, like, 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 like a bib. So it, it just feeds more into the fact that we got a bunch of people up in that area that, that weren't, weren't right. They weren't good people. Now we have a series of still pictures. Hey, by the way, is it raining in San Francisco? I mean, I'm sorry, San in San Diego? No, it's 70 and sunny, but. I, okay, I thought I heard rain. Sorry about that, Aaron. Aaron, we have a series of still pictures that we'd like to show. It, it shows Ashley talking to Aaron a few moments before that footage we just showed. And here we see it, it seems like she's taking a swing at him. And then you can tell that she made contact because his eyeglasses go flying. Now, that's right after he broke glass a few feet away. He was breaking glass all afternoon, it seems like. What does this tell you, sir? Well, she grabbed him by the backpack with her right hand. She threw that punch. My eyes work. I know your eyes work. You've had flight physicals. Unless this guy is telekinetic, has telekinesis, those glasses didn't just come off his face by themselves. So I don't think she connected with it, but she definitely did throw a punch. And he's the same guy that she was yelling at to stop prior to that when the cops stopped walking away. So the whole thing, I truly personally believe in my heart, led up to Ashley realizing that something really crazy odd was going on there. And there was bad, there was bad actors. There was bad actors amongst her. We have to reiterate, this guy was breaking glass. She was yelling at him to stop. And then she throws a punch at a guy, it seems like, uh, who's engaged in that kind of activity. Quite frankly, the kind of thing the cops may have thought about doing themselves instead of just walking off. Do you have any more insight into what those cops who just walked away, the three of them, why? No, but I, th I think it, add, it added further to her confusion as to what was going on. Because she was pleading with them just prior to that call for help. I won't use the expletive, but she was calling, telling them call for help. And then they all just walk away. So, and then this guy starts bashing stuff. And, you know, th th there's another video that he got slapped downstairs by some seven-year-old man for acting a fool downstairs. So this guy's bad news. He's bad news. I'm sorry. We have, we have, now here he is again. Yes, earlier in the day, he's walking around being a fool. Uh, you said somebody actually, somebody else took a swing at him. That gentleman that's bending down. There are so many cops around, by the way. It's just surprising how many of them are just standing there. I don't quite get that either. Yes. All right. So now we have actually, we have video of her in the Capitol, not disrupting anything as she walked through the stanchions. We have video of her uh, asking police for help. And now we have video of her in a confrontation with somebody who was actually breaking things. And you know and I know that a lot of people who were there didn't break anything, didn't hurt anybody, but there are big exceptions. And one of them is Zacharias Alam. 
We've got him on tape, breaking glass. He's not welcomed by the others who were there. And again, strangely, the police have no interest. Yeah, and if you if you pan back that video from where the gentleman that took that video walked in, you're gonna see that there's like 40 or 50 people that had crushed into that hallway. So uh, Ashley had nowhere to go, and you know she's she's the only I'm gonna say the only man in that room. That that that, that person should have been hit by a grown man or a cop long time before my little hundred you know hundred pound five two you know, wife. Had to step in and do so, but I really believe she resorted back to her, her you know, her, her, her years in law enforcement. She was 14 years law enforcement. It had to have mass confusion for her. But you know, the the one question is always going to be to why she go through that window. And my one answer is always going to be, we'll never know because she can't explain it. She should have been detained, but she was murdered, so she can't speak for it. She can't speak as to why she was in that window. We don't know. This, to me, really confirms that she was trying to help. And there could have been a thousand reasons to jump through there, but not to raise hell. She was asking for help. We know that at this point from the earlier video. Um, by the way, you are preparing, I believe, a lawsuit uh, against uh, the federal government, the Capitol Police. That is enormously difficult to do. They've got all the resources in the world. When you try to do that yourself and you got to hire investigators and technicians, uh, evidence analysis, that's very difficult, very expensive. I know that you have a, a GoFundMe page set up for that. Give, send, go. Give, set, give, send, go. If anybody wants to help, how can they? It's forward slash justice for Ashley. And I, and I tell everybody, if you, if you donate $5 or $100 or $1,000 to that thing, and you see a click on the love button, one of those is from me, because I'm on there all the time, giving love to the people that are giving love to me and Ashley. For Ashley, and Ashley is uh, A-S-H-L-I. Yes, okay. Aaron, we so appreciate it. To be continued, uh, this, is, uh, this is very interesting, and I know there's a lot more to come. So let's stay in touch, and we thank you again. Always great. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.